folks, it's Monday, September 20th, 2021. Coming up on the program today, how many Robert E. Lees are in Mead Skelton's house? The number may not surprise you. Plus, training on the old testicle ball bag, secondhand Chick-fil-A Satan sandwiches, and cornholing Mexican girls in young adult novels. Distorted View Daily proudly presents... Pooh and Piglet, discussing sexual molestation. I think we should tell our friends that danger doesn't always come from strangers. It can be from someone you know. Oh, Piglet, you're right. People you see every day might want to touch you. And sometimes that's dangerous. Oh, what do you mean, Pooh? Well, there are certain private places on your body that nobody is supposed to touch except you. Your bathing suit covers your private parts. Sometimes your parents might touch them if they're dressing you or bathing you. Or the doctor has to touch them when he's examining you. That's okay touching. But but, but is there touching that's not okay, Pooh? Oh, yes, Piglet. And that's the kind of touching that gives you a funny feeling inside. It feels wrong because other people shouldn't touch your private parts. But, Pooh, and what do I do if somebody tries to touch me that way? Now, here's the important part. If anybody tries to touch you anywhere in a not-okay way, a way that feels wrong, tell them... I feel it in my fucking cunt. The Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. Timothy James Henson. Hold my hand while I poop. She is a fat cunt. Do re mi la fa so la matina bo. Yes, hey freaks, Tim back here with you. Finally ready to start a new week of programs. Got a great show for you today. Hey, before we get into any real audio, I did want to mention, um, you know, Meet Skelton created a Patreon account not too long ago. I don't know what the three, three or four months ago when he decided that he was going to get rid of his YouTube account and just focus solely on his music. He has since backpedaled a little bit. He's decided not to delete his YouTube account, and he continues to post new videos over there. So I don't know if his Patreon is kind of like an afterthought, but it's uh, pretty bare there. At least it was until last week. Uh, On September 16th, Mead posted a video called Mead's Crib, where he gives a house tour. And boy, is it interesting. I mean, it's not at all surprising how you think Mead's house would look is pretty much how Mead's house looks. It's a lot of Confederate flags, old grandma furniture, and pictures of Robert E. Lee. Like, multiple pictures of Robert E. Lee just sort of hanging in various rooms. There's a giant cross in another one. Like, it's so big, I'm not sure if it's a crucifix or if it's the cross they take with them (laughs) to black people's front yards. I, I don't know. Speaking of the front room, here's just a little bit from that video. And first, I have a picture of Donald Trump right here in the front parlor. There's Stonewall Jackson, a true patriot hero. A lot of Confederate flags. Here is Robert E. Lee. Um, Of course, we have another picture of General Lee. Yeah, the the first one was like on a plate. One of those like Franklin mint plates or something. The other one is on the wall. This is just one room. I don't know why I was surprised when I saw the picture of Donald Trump. 
I mean, it's certainly on brand for me. You know why? I, I think, in my mind, Mead, you know, kind of has Asperger's and is obsessive, and he's all in uh, with Donald Trump. I guess I didn't think that the rest of his family would be, you know, the type of people to put Donald Trump's photo in their front room. I could definitely see them being supporters of Donald Trump, but not the type of people that would set up shrines for a president. The only other time I've really seen people put up photos of a president is uh, for Obama. And it was usually like a black family. And I kind of gave them a pass because, you know, it was the first black president. I'm sure that was a big deal for (laughs) African-Americans. Very aspirational and inspirational. I still think it was Meade who put the Donald Trump picture in that room. I think Meade's father is like super old, teetering on invalid territory. He doesn't know what the hell's going on in that house. Also, it's interesting because, you know, Mead's mom died when she was in her 40s and they haven't touched the house since then. He even pointed out, he's like, yeah, these are the same couches we had when my mom was alive. We kind of left the room as is. It's kind of sad, but also kind of sad, you know, sad in every sense of the word. The kitchen is kind of shitty, you know, it's like it's like from the 70s. It's got that either like it looks just like the Brady Bunch countertop. But you know, like that orange countertop you see in the, in the Brady Bunch? I don't know if it's Formica or just laminate or something. Y'all have seen this before, I'm sure. This is a map of Loudoun County, Virginia. Oh, yeah, and lots of Virginia stuff. But that's not why I'm playing this clip. Hold on. Yeah. Um, and it's a very interesting map. What should y'all something here, though? This table... Now, we have to clean it a little bit. We keep the cat food on it. This table was made by a slave. Actually, my great-great-great-grandfather's, one of his slaves, made this. Isn't that beautiful craftsmanship? Of course Mead has slave furniture in his house that he's using to hold cat food. (laughs) Isn't this a beautiful piece of craftsmanship? We use it to hold our kitty litter. (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, we put the cat box right underneath this table. Cat loves to shit underneath it. It's no wonder craftsmanship kind of sounds like cats can shit. I didn't know slaves did woodwork. You know, when you think about it, slaves were kind of like 3D printers from the 1800s. You know those 3D printers? You go online, you find something you want, you hit a button, and then the printer makes it. Pretty much the same thing as a slave. Well, you don't hit a button to get it printing. You, you use a whip, I guess. That was their on button. Same basic idea, though. I mean, isn't that kind of disrespectful? You owned a person and you made that person make you furniture. Now that we know better <laughs> to not have human slaves, you'd think you would treat that furniture a little more respectful than having it hold Meow mix or whatever the hell's going on in this room. I think Mead talks a little more about the slave in the video, in the video, of course. We don't know the name of the slave that made it. I think his name was Samuel. Uh, I believe that's his name. Needs to be cleaned a little bit. You can see, look, look at that craftsmanship. You see, the slaves really learned how to make uh, good furniture. So this has been in our family, of course, for years. It was made in the 19th century. It has a drawer there. A second, there's a wireless charger built right in. Slave didn't build that. Got that from Bottery Barn. Um, it's just a beautiful piece of furniture. How many 
pictures of Robert E. Lee do you think there is hanging up in this house? In this short tour, and I didn't even watch the whole video. I counted four. I was trying to turn this into an exercise room. Here's another picture of General Lee. And there's a big portrait of Lee. This is a guest room, just another. And here is Robert E. Lee. We have another picture of General Lee. There's more pictures of Robert E. Lee than there are family portraits in Meade's house. It's very strange. That was just a little bit from uh, Meade's house tour, a Patreon exclusive. Good little Meade update. All right, moving on. I have got video of a young man named Gavin C. Now, when I first saw this, I just assumed, oh, he's just a standard idiot sovereign citizen. Oh, he's so much more than that, freaks. Seem is an anti-government activist and a coronavirus truther. He also fancies himself a filmmaker and conspiracy theorist. By the way, most of his films are, are interactions with the police where he's being uncooperative. Some of his videos are titled Citizen Pulls Over Cop and I Will Not Comply. In 2014, he ran unsuccessfully for the United States House of Representatives as a Republican. He placed eighth. So, you know, he's in the top 10. Still, he uh, only got about 2% of the votes, which is a, a lot for a fucking nut job, right? According to Wikipedia, he was arrested for interfering with a court, assault on a police officer, disorderly conduct, and contempt of court. He now lives in Mexico. He says he's a refugee. Last year, Gavin claimed the Mexican government gave him and his family protected person status and permanent residency. You'd think he would be appreciative of the Mexican government and kind of lay low, play by the rules over there. Oh, no. He's as big of a pain in the ass over there than he was in the United States. According to a Daily Beast article, Gavin caused a minor media firestorm in Mexico when he posted a video on social media flouting COVID-19 restrictions in a Mexico city. The maskless seam insisted that the government had no right to close a plaza he was visiting and they should have no say over his body. Now, what's funny about the clip I have for you today is it's got nothing to do with COVID-19 or masks. Gavin, his wife, and his kids are in his car. They hit a toll booth, and, you know, tolls are very unconstitutional. So, so he just drives through the toll booth. You know that little arm that comes down to stop you? He disregards that. He hits it with his car and just continues driving. Now, I don't know if it was the toll booth arm that snapped off, got under his tire, was kicked back up and broke his window or what. Could have been the toll booth people. But that is what gets Gavin to stop his car. Take a listen to this insanity. So he's at the toll booth. I don't know. I think he adds this music at the beginning. He's uh, at the toll booth. The attendant is there just to collect the money. And instead, he drives on through. And obviously, you can hear the window breaking there. Give me that camera. Who is in movie trouble, senor? Yes, he thinks one of the tall security guards broke his window to slow him down. And that could have happened. I love the Spanglish. You are in movie trouble. If you throw in one or two Spanish words in a sentence, the Mexican will understand. You better lawyer the fuck up because I'm going to sue the shit out of you, senor. You're going to lose everything. Your house, your home. 
Mooey, mooey, big lawsuit coming your way. Did he pump our tire? Yes! the window. Oh my God. It's another installment of people being surprised there are consequences for their actions. He broke. He just broke the window. There's kids right in the seat. Two radio. Now. Now. Two. Sandra, no. Get in the car. Get in the car. Do not touch him. Yeah, the wife really wants to get into some sort of altercation, and the man has to put her in her place. Sandra, get in the car. Get in the car. Tu nombre ahora. Tu nombre ahora. Señor, mi niño is in the car all. You hurt my baby. It's illegal. It's criminal. Two is criminal. You hurt my baby. You get in the car right now. You hurt my baby. Let me deal with it. Apparently, when the window was smashed, one of the little kids uh, like uh, got a cut on his leg. Not a big one. Not not requiring you know going to the hospital or anything. Tu nombre. Tu nombre ahora. Will you guys get to help? Make sure he's okay. What you're hearing now is, is Gavin just smashing other toll booth arms. Now. No toll car. Holding the Mexican toll booth operators. Who is a criminal? You know what's interesting? The workers at the toll booth are just sort of stunned. They're not doing it. They're just standing there. They're letting this guy get up in their face, rip the toll booth arms down, and ultimately drive away. Who is a criminal? Back in the car. These guys, he threw with my kids in the back seat. He threw and shattered my window wide open with the kids in there. Well, I mean, tell the whole story about how you blew through the toll booth. I want your names. I love the mass pandemonium in this car, and it's all, you know, it's a direct result of his actions. This wouldn't have happened if he would have just paid the toll. It's okay, guys. It doesn't look like he got really cut. He won't have got cut. Asher looks like he got cut. A little bit. He got cut? Asher got a little cut. Yeah, there's a little cut on his leg. Put a camera on it. Yeah. It's all evidence, man. Oh, this guy lives in the United States and he knows his rights. But then he, he you know, he flees. He becomes a, a political refugee. <laughs> he's Mexico's problem now. And the second he gets there, he thinks he's an expert on Mexican law. Also, he's not much of a patriot if he just if he flees the country, right? I mean, he didn't have to leave America because he kept fucking breaking the law. All right, uh, moving on. You know, I love city council meetings, school board meetings. Anytime the general public can get up and speak what's on their mind, you're in for a good time because the general population, by and large, are idiots. Uh, so this is a school board meeting. I believe the topic has something to do with COVID-19, probably mask mandates. Here is one mother's in passion speech. All right, well, I'm just thankful that y'all don't have the ability to um, make a mask mandate. And tonight I was going to talk about the need for a second high school, but I was sidetracked by, for the boys, 
pussy or the idea of pussy. Sorry, there's already a lot to unpack here, and it's only been like three seconds. She's hit three topics so far. One, glad you can't make mask mandates. Two, there should be a second high school, but more importantly, pussy. I really want to devote most of my time to pussy. It's almost like there was an announcement at the beginning of the school board meeting letting people know, yes, we are going to have open comments from the public, but please keep those remarks to COVID-19 and masks only. That's all we're here to discuss. But this woman came to talk about pussy, high school boys, and cunt. That's what's on her agenda. In order to make sure that the school board members don't silence her, don't try to shut her down, she throws in a line about masks. Glad you can't make mask mandates. Okay, with that out of the way, hey, high school boys sure do love wet pussy, huh? It's like their favorite thing to talk about. Why not incorporate that into the curriculum? Make everything about vagina. Math would be easy. Just make some of those word problems about vagina. Like a toddler climax after 450 thrusts. So if Todd is fucking a pussy and he can thrust inside of that vagina 70 times a minute, how many times would Todd come on a train ride from Boston to Atlanta, assuming the train was traveling 80 miles an hour and the trip was 1,073 miles? Oh, and after sex, Todd needed 30 minutes to recharge before the next fuck session. Show your work. English would also be an easy one. Just read stories about pussy, history, civics lessons on cunt. All right, let's actually hear what this woman has to say. School, but I was sidetracked by, for the boys, pussy or the idea of pussy or the idea of idea of pussy. A Mexican is a Mexican is a Mexican. Take her out back, we boys figured, then hand on the titties. Put it in her coin box, put it in her cornhole, grab a hold of that braid, rub that calico. Starting to like this broad. Calico. You can find that on page 39 of the book called Out of Darkness, which you can find at Hudson Bend Middle School and Bee Cave Middle School. All right, not going to lie, I had to Google cornhole because I have the game in the back of my yard. Yeah, it's not the game. But a corn- well, it's kind of a game. Thanks to Wikipedia, cornhole is a sexualist slang vulgarism for anus. The term came into the use in the 1910s of the United States as verb form to cornhole, which came into usage in the 1930s, means to have anal sex. I do not want my children to learn about anal sex in middle school. I have never had anal sex. Thank I don't you. want to have <laughs> anal sex. I don't want my Lord kids having anal sex. Stone. I want you to start focusing on education and not public Earth. health. Stone, not public you're health on. Officials, you are supposed to be Bitch, it's a book in the library not even a book being taught in the school you know it just happens to be in the library and again middle school and high school boys love pussy I, this will get them to read it's one page of a book that's like a hundred or 200 pages it'll be more reading than these guys have probably ever done before trying to get to the passage about cornholing out of the darkness is a 2015 historical young adult novel like, what kid would be excited to read that, right? Oh, a historical young adult novel? No, thank you. Oh, there's depictions of anal sex in there? Okay. I'll give it a look-see. The novel chronicles a love affair between a teenage Mexican-American girl and a teenage African-American boy. Apparently, the book deals with racism, classism, segregation, people who live on the margins of society, and, of course, 
Cornhole and That Sweet Shitter. In the card catalog system, you can find this book by uh, looking up shitter, sweet. Is that not how the card catalog system works? Do, do libraries even have like a physical card catalog system anymore? It's all on the computer, right? R.I.P. the Dewey Decimal System. All right, uh, real quick, before we get into the news, I've got one more clip. I think someone in the Discord provided a link to this. May have been Vlad. Got some brand new ball-busting porn. I really like this video. Cause it's not, you know, it's not just a woman punching a dude in the nuts. They got, they, they've fashioned some equipment here. So they've got this big, uh, long wooden piece with a hole in it. And this, uh, wood plank or whatever is sort of raised up. So the guy must be on top laying on his stomach. The only thing you see coming through that hole is his balls. Looks like a punching bag. And that's exactly what this woman is going to use the balls for. Hi guys. You like my new toy? Yeah. I think it's pretty fun. Nice setup. We got someone up top. And down here, where the fun part is. But you know what the best part is? Is that he can't see what's coming to him, but I can hear what I'm doing. Oh! <laughs> She's yanking the balls as hard as she can down through the hole. And then she also starts punching them. Well, then don't be banging on my board. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Damn. Oh, oh. So these balls are hanging <laughs> nice and low. Right where I want them to be. Do you know why? 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 Oh, 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 I got to tell you, this is almost worse than scat porn for me. It, it, it physically hurts me to watch this video. I mean, if you even look at my balls the wrong way, they hurt. I can't imagine anyone treating my boys anything less than extremely delicately. They're, they're magnificent fleshy fuckers, but they're fragile. You may admire them from a distance. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 I am not left-handed. Oh, 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 Are you going to cry? Yes. If you're going to cry, I really want to get it on video. Please. What a bitch. Bitch boy. I guess I'll have to say that for another time. Although that one's going to be my favorite video. Oh. Making you cry. Oh. These balls have been very good. They have been Then mission accomplished. All right, and with that, let's get into the crazy bizarre twist and a fucked up news right now. Not a member of the Distorted View Sideshow. What are you waiting for? Help support this stupidity. Become a true and honorable freak today. When you do, you will gain full access to the entire archive of programs. More importantly, every week I do brand new exclusive shows just for paying freaks. This week should be no different, uh, starting with tomorrow. Tomorrow's show will be Sideshow exclusive. If you want to hear it, you got to sign up. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month. 
even less when you up for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Thank you so much to all of my Sideshow members. You are the reason this show continues. There are other ways to support the show. We've got a Patreon account, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Okay, three very quick stories now. First up, a Bolivian woman sat down to eat a hamburger, and she ended up biting off more than she could chew, specifically a human goddamn finger. Apparently, there is a video of the incident, and it is blowing up online. At the moment of eating, I chewed on a finger, wrote Estefanie Benitez. Uh, She wrote that in a Facebook post describing her accidental cannibalism. It occurred Sunday at the Hot Burger store in Santa Cruz de la Sierra. Finger must have been right on the edge of the hamburger because uh, she sunk her teeth into it on the very first bite. Probably for the best. I know if, if there was something gross in my hamburger, I would want to discover it at the beginning of the meal rather than like halfway through it. Check out the chapter artwork and you can see uh, a picture of the uh, hamburger finger, I guess. Uh, it appears to look uh, rotting. You know, it's a rotting fingertip on the plate next to the burger. Um, in an accompanying video, which currently boasts more than 60,000 views, the woman can be heard sarcastically saying, here we are at the magnificent hot burger where a finger ended up in my burger. She reported the missing, I don't know, it looks like a thumb to me. She reported the missing thumb to the restaurant and they tried to make amends with her. They, they, you know, they were asking, you know, what do you want? We'll give it to you as if she's going to want to order something else from their disgusting kitchen. I don't know. Do you have anything with a severed foot in it? That would be nice. The restaurant employee uh, said that, look, these burgers arrive at the restaurant pre-prepared and, quote, nothing like this has ever happened to us before. As this all went down, the restaurant continued serving customers like nothing had happened. After the customer's post went viral, a company spokesperson called the discovery an unfortunate incident and explained that an employee had lost part of her uh, or his pointer finger while prepping the meat. This story has been confirmed by local police. The Bolivian vice minister for the defense of user and consumer rights decided to temporarily close the burger branch and find the fast food firm. Still, it's unclear if the woman will pursue legal action. Obviously, this is not the first time um, human remains (laughs) have been found in food. Uh, In another grotesque incident in 2019, a UK couple claimed they found a tooth in their plate of Chinese takeout. That's gross, but there has there's been worse things found in Chinese food. You're lucky if you get off just finding a tooth in there. All right, second story we have for you today. Art Collective Mischief is at it again. I guess that's how you pronounce it, M-S-C-H-F. They're the same group that uh, came up with that website that uh, generates um, AI foot pics <laughs> for, like, foot fetishists, I guess. Also, if you remember, uh, Lil Nas X came up with those uh, Satan shoes. You know, the shoes that had, like, a little bit of blood in it. That was mischief's work. Well, they're, they're at it again, and this is a brilliant idea. We all love Chick-fil-A chicken, right? I don't, because I have morals. I don't buy that hate chicken. I hate when people call it hate chicken. You know, I act like I don't eat Chick-fil-A because of the whole anti-gay thing. But in reality, the sole reason I don't eat Chick-fil-A is because I don't like it. 
I think Popeye's makes a better chicken fucking sandwich. It's bigger, it tastes better, and I'm pretty sure it costs less. Win, win, winner, winner, chicken dinner. The other thing about Chick-fil-A, I just find this really obnoxious. This whole thing where they're closed Sunday because they care about their employees. We wanted to give our employees a day off and a chance for them to worship if they want to. So dumb. It's, it's nothing more than a gimmick at this point. Get the Christians all fucking wet in their pants. This is a company that loves Christ. You know, you could just rotate out your employees. Not all of them have to work Sundays. Have the people that don't want to worship God on Sunday work. I, I don't know. Hire some atheists. Be charitable. Chick-fil-A. There's no way Chick-fil-A is a public company, right? There's no way they could ever go public because the first thing that stockholders would demand, open your fucking doors on Sunday. Everyone's home on Sunday. They like to eat out on the weekend. It's a big day for sales. Put your goddamn heads out your asses. Anyway, so what is this art collective up to? Well, they've created a business called Mischief Sunday Service. You go on their website, you say, hey, I want a Chick-fil-A sandwich on Sunday. You pay a, a little premium. Normally, uh, Chick-fil-A sandwiches are $5.76. Purchasing it through Mischief will cost you $6.66. These are authentic Chick-fil-A sandwiches. They're probably a day old, though. I think the idea is they uh, they go and they purchase a bunch of sandwiches Saturday night for Sunday delivery or Sunday service. Obviously, this is not affiliated with Chick-fil-A in any way, shape, or form. If you check out their, their website at mischief, M-S-C-H-F, sundayservice.com, there's a very, like, red and black satanic theme going on here. So, yeah, I don't think Chick-fil-A's too excited about this. According to the website Mashed, all by exploiting a workaround in which they order the sandwich ahead of time and uh, sell them to customers on the day they can't get a hold of the items themselves. The website quotes the Bible. Therefore, let no one pass judgment on you in questions of food and drink or with regard to the Sabbath. Also, the website states certain American values go hand in hand. For example, conservative Christianity pairs perfectly with a correspondingly devout faith in the free market. That being the case, fuck it. Let's take advantage of the obvious hole in the market left by notoriously Christian restaurant chain Chick-fil-A's Sabbatarianism. Well, that's not even a real word. Stop making shit up trying to make me look dumb. All right. Uh, before we get into the final story, I've got I've got a bonus one here. This is very short. However, it is relevant to our interests. The story comes from the great state of Pennsylvania. State police are investigating after a suspicious beeping package was left in a public. Do you guys know where this is going? All right. Uh, yes, there was a suspicious beeping package. It was left in a public park, warranting the uh, Pennsylvania State Police hazardous device and explosive section unit to be called in. The incident happened at Crichton McCormick Park in Portage on September 9th when a package was left in the park. The box had an audible beep coming from it. The park was evacuated. HDS, I'm sorry, HDES was then called in to retrieve the package. During the incident, HDES discovered the box contained one single smoke detector. It was a low battery smoke alarm. As of the writing of this story, which was today, 
So even though this happened on September 9th, the incident remains under investigation. I don't know if police are going to be able to crack this case. Uh, they're still trying to check to see if the smoke detector is explosive. All right. Anyone with information, are you shitting me, is asked to call the Pennsylvania State Police. So um, if you're missing a smoke alarm and you, you want it back, contact the police. My theory is that people just don't, they don't know how to change batteries anymore. Is it possible that we're we're that dumb? Like everything has rechargeable batteries, you know, lithium ion batteries. Maybe people just aren't experienced in replacing double A's or nine volts. I've watched TikTok videos. I know no one is changing these batteries. There's got to be a reason why. I thought people were just sort of like ignoring the smoke alarm batteries until they didn't even notice them anymore. But apparently some people are annoyed by these things. They still don't know how to handle it, though. This guy boxed up the smoke alarm and drove it to a park. I got to get rid of this thing. Those guys who end up killing their girlfriend and burying them in the woods. It's the same type of relationship, really. Couldn't take it anymore. Constantly chirping, chirping, chirping. Shut up. Always making noise. Poor guy was driven to this. All right. A final story we have for you today. I think Bobenstein sent this to me and he was like, I don't know if this would be good for this show. You've read this type of story time and time again. This one, uh, and, I, and I kind of agree with him, but this one has an interesting twist that I haven't seen yet. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. A 15-year-old boy was hospitalized after inserting a USB cable into his penis. So, you know, again, we, we've read stories where people have inserted stuff into their, their cocks. I've built a whole podcasting empire on people shoving stuff in their dick hole. What makes this different is uh, the reason why. According to the news story, he inserted a USB cable into his penis in a highly dangerous attempt to measure its length. I don't know if he was trying to measure the length of the USB cable or the penis. My money's on penis because, you know, kids are always trying to measure their dicks. The other thing guys uh, tend to do is, is sometimes they'll measure from the balls which is kind of cheating, really. If they started the balls all the way up to the tip, maybe this guy was just trying to find an extra few centimeters. He's like, if I go in through my dick hole, the measuring tape will go back further. You can really see where my penis starts. But he didn't use a tape measure. He used a USB cable. And I'm looking at the X-ray here. It is a long USB cable. One of those nine feet long cables. Dude, that's overkill. Also interesting, I'm looking at the cable after they yanked it out of his cockle, and it's like, it's a standard, it's like one of those like big USB cables, you know, not like the mini or the micro USB. It's full, full length and width, if you know what I mean. Like, that had to have been painful. The boy who lives in the UK showed up at the emergency department of his local hospital with an unusual problem, as well as having a knotted USB cable inserted some distance into his penis, Numerous attempts to remove it resulted in him losing a lot of blood in his urine. So he was trying to yank out the cable himself, started peeing blood, and that's when he was like, mm, I better go to the hospital. The two ports of the USB wire were found to be protruding from the external urethra. Actually, it's called the urethral metis. <laughs> While the middle part of the knotted wire remained within the urethra. So he kind of like knotted up the middle part, 
right? And he jammed that in it. So it was really just the wire down his dick hole and then sticking out of his penis were the, the two ends. Uh, once his mother was out of the room, he confessed to the doctors that he had inserted the cable into his urethra to measure the length of his penis using a cable rather than an external ruler out of sexual curiosity. That's what gets you in trouble every time. Sexual curiosity. Uh, this patient was otherwise fit and healthy with no history of mental health disorders. He's just a horny teen idiot. Team attempted to uh, basically push a metal rod up the penis. Betcha that felt fucking fantastic in an attempt to draw out the cable. That attempt failed. If you take a look at the chapter artwork, you can see how knotted uh, the cables got inside of him. So they weren't able to pull it out. It was it was too it was too too much of a thick nest of, of cable. A scrotal incision. My favorite type of wine, by the way. scrotal. It's a musky, nutty flavor. Pairs well with certain cheeses. Anyway, uh, a penal scrotal incision over the palpable foreign body was made and careful dissection was undertaken through deeper tissues, splitting the ugh, bulbospongious muscle. For us idiots, in layperson's terms, they cut open the region between the base of his cack and his anus. Both ends of the wire were pulled out successfully through the external urethral metis. My new favorite term. No evidence of psychiatric disorder was existing, and the experimentation in context of autoerotism was noted as the cause of insertion. There you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news from Monday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right. Many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Don't forget, we've got a Discord where all the freaks are hanging out. There's a link on the main navigation bar. A lot of good conversation going on in the Discord. And you can post uh, fun, distorted view-worthy stuff. Maybe you don't feel like uh, chatting with other freaks. That's okay. We've got a subreddit, distortedview.reddit.com. There are 1,500 freaks over there posting stuff occasionally. Check it out. All right. Uh, let's check in with a few uh, patrons here. Hey, Tim. It's Meowness. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that your show gets five out of five. Brucey Goosies. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. Whatever happened to that guy? I The, the last I heard, so uh, when Pornhub did their big purging of non-verified accounts, Brucey's Food Reviews was one of the channels that unfortunately got canned. And uh, since then, uh, we haven't heard from Brucey, or I haven't seen him. I did read a thread that said uh, none of what Brucey said was his own thoughts. Like, his nephew or someone Brucey knew wrote all of this stuff for Bruce to say. And uh, maybe Brucey's going a little little senile. Maybe maybe Brucey's in a, a, a home at this point. I don't know. Uh, that's all speculation. Uh, I cannot confirm that. Good morning, Casey James Henson. This is Pissed Off Minority News Anchor. Love Lady Cat Lady here. Uh, Friday show is great. Um, oh, I fucking love that part where you played. Oh, God, I forgot her name, but the woman that inspired Anchorman. Oh, geez, oh that yeah. was hilarious. Jessica Savage. I thought, like, there was, um, I remember watching sort of, like, commentary about, about the movie, and they said, like, oh, it's super obvious who she's supposed to be. And I'm like, 
I have no idea who it is. And now I do. Thanks, Tim. Now, now, uh, now I got the knowledge. Um, also, the only reason I mentioned this is because my mom's insane, but uh, I got tape and hair extensions, so now my hair went from, like, to my chin to, to like, my teeth. Oh, and I told yes. my mom, and she went fucking nuts. I told her, like, I think I need to cut, like, an inch or two off, you know, literally fucking nothing. And she screamed at me, saying, Oh, lovely cow idiot, don't you fucking dare! Um, because she wants, I want to style it and braid it and pretty, how dare you? Like, first of all, like, I bought these things myself. They... With my money, and but your mom was upset because she wants to control your hair. Secondly, like I'm not even seeing her until fucking Thanksgiving. Like I don't live, I, I live uh, 400 miles away. Like what the fuck? That woman and, is nuts. Uh, great show, lately came and oh, well, I, take a picture. Oh, go go ahead. I've been Liz. having fun doing prank calls with uh, Dad. I don't know the fucking uh, sex children people. If you know them, they're so much fun. Anyway, I did. I am sorry. I missed that part. I don't know who you're talking about, but uh, yeah, send a, maybe in the Discord. A lovely cat lady will post a picture of her new hairstyle if you uh, care to see that. Hello, Timmy Boo. How are you? It's Unicorn Hamster checking in. I, I really enjoyed uh, that throwback to DV 15 years back. Very interesting. I oh, heard yeah. some. Uh, I think I get, when when I got to do a best of show, maybe we'll start doing that. I'll just look back 5, 10, 15 years and, and play that episode. Yeah, sorry I'm posting the show a little bit late. You know you know what that means. The rest of the week is probably fucked as well. From, you know, to, towards the end, I heard a familiar voice. I think it was Haley's Comet. Uh, wow. And some other idiots talking about Really? Has Haley's Comet really been calling into the voicemail line for over 15 years? Sounds about right. Well, my Annoying listeners for over a decade. The beginning, the very beginnings of social media, and the very beginnings of human uh, evolutionary decline. Yes, I believe at the end of the show I mentioned MySpace. Check us out on MySpace. Uh, once that whole social media thing started, but that was pretty good. Uh, I noticed with uh, back then, maybe it's Lord, maybe it was before Lord Beast came in your was, life. But, yeah, it was way before. Uh, you seem more, I don't know, you, you seem more energetic now. Seems like you put more into your voice now. Like, yeah, you're, you're more wild up. Uh, maybe uh, take it down a notch or switch the decaf, but you oh. sound great. Excellent. And uh, speaking of back in the day, I know uh, you talk a lot about 90s being the your favorite decade uh, see i kind of like both the 80s and 90s seems like when the 90s come around i was just too focused on just getting laid so. yeah i don't know how old you are but uh i i like the 80s too i don't remember a lot of it because of cocaine uh no uh, i was very young i was born in 1980 so so for the first i don't know five or six years i don't remember a lot from from that uh from that time i remember the 90s way more vividly <laughs> I was just focused on pussy, so I kind of missed out on a lot. But the best <laughs> thing was video games, man. The fucking evolution of video games from the time we grew up was great. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't a Nintendo guy. I was a more Sega Genesis guy, but I did have the Nintendo 64. My favorite Mario game of all time was Super Mario 64. Yeah, that was a good one. I, uh, I used some of my student loan money. 
uh, on uh, Nintendo 64. That's all. What's yours? Yeah, I love Mario. Mario's good. Uh, I'm a Legend of Zelda guy, though, so that, that, that Nintendo 64 Legend of Zelda game, that one was pretty... Uh, I'm pretty sure I bought the system for that. Like, when I bought the Nintendo 64, I actually I also bought uh, Zelda. That was awesome. I mean, that that was like that was when everything became 3D, right? So yeah, that was uh, kind of huge. All right. Uh, well, thank you very much, Unicorn Hamster. Let's do a couple more here. All right, Rocket from Texas again. I am not a true and honorable freak yet, but I will be. And I nice. swear to God, I am going to do the lifetime membership. Aww. I just got to wait a month. Anyhow, well. This call came in in June, so I guess I could check if I really wanted to see if he's a man of his word. From Texas, he is fucking right about the Subaru, and you want oomph, and you bought a fucking Kia. I'm sorry. Look, I'm not. I that don't. Is, that that's unforgivable. <laughs> but I love you, and you know. I got uh, I got I got my I got myself a Kia Seltos Turbo all wheel drive. Come on, it's got a little um. It's one of them things. He knows what he's talking about. I know him personally. You want a Subaru? Oh, okay. You really want a Subaru? Well, maybe the next car. I almost did get a Subaru this time, but I got so pissed off with the um. The stupid the, the the dealership they were they didn't take me seriously and that drives me crazy. I, I just get this feeling like like car dealership people they like they look at you and they're like, is this guy really gonna buy a car? Is he just gonna like jerk me around, test drive a car because he wants to you know play with stuff and then leave and then not buy anything? I don't want to waste my time with him. And believe me, I look like a guy who's gonna waste your time. I get it. I walk into that dealership like a goddamn mess. I'm not dressed nice. I'm wearing ratty-ass clothes. I don't look like someone who can afford anything. But still, the thing about me is when I say I want to buy something, I want to buy something now, this second. I want instant gratification. So when I set out to go look at look for cars, there's a good possibility I'm not going to stretch this out for weeks on end. I will find a car and get it that day. And, you know, this the Subaru guy would not call me back would not work out, you know, a deal with me or anything. He was just, I, I just feel like he just thought, look, I'm not even going to waste my time with you. And then it's one of those things where like uh, a week later, after I already found another car, he calls and was like, hey, just calling to see how you're doing, how your search is going. I'm like, dude, you're too late. It's done. It's going to be like, hey, in three years, when, when it's time to, to get another car, just um, remember me. Remember that I don't fuck around. When I want something, I want it. All right, so yes, uh, but yeah, I, I keep looking at the the Subarus, the uh, specifically uh, what are their like uh, SUV things, crossovers. Like there's like three of them, right? There's Outback, Cross Trek, or Cross Tech, Cross Trek, and then the Subaru uh, Forester. Those were the three I was uh, considering, and that's right, I ended up with a Korean car, <laughs> fucking. Uh, Kia Seltos. All right, right. Oh, that's the same voicemail. I'm sorry. One more here. Let's uh, check in with uh, this person. Hey. That was going to be a hey faggot. That sounded like a hey faggot. Hey. Hey. Yeah. Then <laughs> the cell phone saved me. 
Jared. I just wanted to call and tell you, I'm not sure if you knew, Plato's Retreat and Plato's Closet, two totally different things. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you. Love you. Yes. Bye-bye. Uh, maybe that wasn't a hey faggot. He seemed like a nice guy. Yes, uh, we talked about Plato's Retreat, which was like a swingers club. Plato's Closet is where you purchase gently used clothing. Do not fuck at a Plato's Closet. They don't want their clothes any more semen-drenched than they already are when they come in. All right, uh, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. Want you guys to email me, show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you at 206-666-4463. That's 206-66. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. Two is in movie trouble, senor. Spread the distortion. STD, tell all your friends about the podcast. Don't forget to rate us and review us wherever you can criticize these shows. I will see you back tomorrow if and only if you're Sideshow members. So it's a great time to sign up. Otherwise, I will see you back on Wednesday. Until then, have a great day. Bye, everybody. Diabetes, 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 diabetes testing supplies. This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.